I got ready. Yep. Welcome to Let's Drunk Talk. I'm Frank. And I'm Richie. And we're back to talk to you about our total nonsense again. In this episode, we found out that we can swear, so fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, We also found out that we doubled the amount of listeners that we did from last week. So thank you to everyone that's out there that is listening to us. Hell yeah. We appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I don't, I don't know why you're listening to us, but hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned <laughs> now that we're in it. Let's drunk talk. I think we we left off around what college we were talking about how last episode, I think we went over like favorite drink or go to drink and like cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> like go to drinks and why they're your go to. And I mean, if there's a story to why it's a go-to drink, I think we can definitely go over it either this episode or the next. No rush. You guys will hear it eventually. Um, but do you want to continue it from our last episode or do you want something new, though? Let's give them something new. Okay. And I mean, if we happen to make a U-turn back, then we made a U-turn back. Sounds good. Yeah. This we'll be talking about um call let's let's talk about the life after college, basically. Or uh, life during college. During college. During and after. Let's say that. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's because I, I went to the more working field and you, you kept studying, right? I'm still studying. <laughs> yeah. I am still studying. So you got like the uh, the point of view for that at least yeah and i think we both kind of have a good perspective on travel or traveling in perspective of school or traveling for the hell of it no i feel like i should have traveled way more in college honestly i feel like traveling during college is maybe the best time to do so yeah or if you're taking a gap year then take travel for that too yes as well because I think traveling during, you know, college is good. When you take a gap year, that's really good too. Only thing is when you take a break, it's sometimes really hard to get back to it. The college? Or like to school? Yeah. Like when you just get out of high school and then you choose to take a year off before you do college. And then in that year off, you're like, do I need to go to college? Yeah. You probably have a nice job. Maybe it's a good solid job. You're paying bills. You bought a car. And you're thinking to yourself, well, why do I have to go to college? But with both of us, we both went to college, so we can tell you our side, I guess. Yeah, true. I feel like um that would take a lot longer. Maybe like um when you take one gap year if one year off. And you're working through it. You're already thinking about that because, yeah. You, even though you haven't bought like your house, uh, car, or something, or oh, invested yeah. in something, it's just the thought of you working in that job for so long, and you think that that you're you're just comfortable in it. I think it's uh, when someone's comfortable in that position, you're in your bubble. Yeah, you don't want to get out of it. 
that you would keep going and and you rather not go into college when you already make a decent or a, when you're already making comfortable living that's what i think yeah no no like yes 100% yes but i think yeah traveling while you're still in school might be a really good experience to have yeah cuz you know you're still learning and honestly when you travel when you're in college before you're married or have kids that's kind of when you have the most probably yet yeah, the most free time you have because then when you do get married or you graduate you have a job you got to deal with or you have kids so now you got to figure out how to travel with kids and it's just a little bit more like there's a little more stuff added into the mix as opposed to when it's college and you're offered to study abroad and you're like heck yeah because you don't have to think about anything else you can just go yeah no no that's that's what i was trying to bring up to is that uh when you're in college and you get the options or the chance to study abroad do it take it it doesn't matter if it's like your first time traveling alone or like without anyone you know but it's worth it trying to go there and uh enjoy their culture or try their food it's it's going to be a new experience for anybody who goes there yes but, yeah it's i think college is the easiest way to do it too because they offer like programs or financial aid for anyone who wants to do that and even if you don't do that and if you want to travel with friends that's that's also experience to itself for itself too yeah because, yeah we I, we did both right yeah. much yes <laughs> yes oh. yeah basically i i traveled with uh, richie we we went thailand yeah basically we went to thailand. yeah in thailand uh one week was with them and our other two friends then another week was just me going alone which was also fun it's just walking around and meeting like random strangers it was a good time too yeah that was i think on the back end of a study abroad trip i was doing so on the way home we met up in thailand and then from thailand we finally came back home so that week was kind of <laughs> that week was basically the only summer break i technically got oh really that was the only yeah. one you had yeah i mean it was fun though because you know summer was ending I had homework, so even on that little vacation, I was still doing a little bit of schoolwork. But I figured out how to balance it, wake up super early <laughs> to work on the laptop, and then go out really late. Well, it kind of worked out, because uh, we, we technically didn't go out till like in the afternoon or later, and you were just working. Yeah, but I mean, also that wasn't our choice to, to go out so late, because, you know, and yeah, we we just wanted to hang out as a group at the time, and we just went out together. Yeah, until we were tired of doing that, and we just decided to go out. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> we're like, okay, done waiting, let's go. <laughs> it feels like for you that it's not a summer, but at least you get to go to like Germany, like Italy, like Ro Rome, right? And you get I sadly to didn't get to do Germany. <laughs> uh, it was on the list. I. I didn't get the chance, but yeah. Went, yeah, I went to 13 countries that summer. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Yeah, anytime like someone asks, like, hey, should I do this study abroad opportunity? I always say yes. Why? Because 
you're given you're given an opportunity to go out and do your schoolwork plus see the world and you know the first concern most people have are okay how will i afford to do so well a lot of schools offer the financial assistance to get yourself out there to do that and even if it seems like it might be a little difficult on that end you always got to think too like student loans they're not great <laughs> I, I i can say that they're not great but they're also not the worst loan you're ever going to get yeah <laughs> that's a, it's i think it's worth it that loan yeah i mean compared to like a, for a house yeah student loans are probably on like the lowest and you know yeah, you could be paying off student loans for a while, but you can look back on your experience about what you did during school and be like, you know what? This purchase was actually kind of worth it. Yeah, especially for all that experience. For 13 countries, uh, that's that's definitely worth it. Oh, man. I mean, how much how much did you have to pay for it? Or I'll how much was your loan? I'll be so honest. I do not remember how much it costed. <laughs> I, had, I had money saved prior. And then, yeah. you know... And then by the time we traveled, I think I, I was basically broke. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the yeah. end of it. I remember because, yeah, I was trying to save as much as I could for that final week when I knew it was going to be like the summer break or the most of the summer break. And that's where I started to go dry on that. Or no, I started to go dry in Rome, I think. And then from Rome to, what was it? Thailand or the Philippines. I think it was Thailand. That's when it started to, you know, not be as well. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you still did it at least. So wait, so the 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 educational experience was. You didn't feel like that was a summer. I mean, it was. It was. It was like a vacation with a little bit of uh, school work. Yeah. I mean, if I put 100% of my brain power into the school stuff, I'm pretty sure it would have been a whole different experience. Yeah. But I tried to take the whole, I tried to take the whole study abroad as fun as I could. And I'm glad I did because it was a really fun trip. Yeah, you got to see uh, all the sites, right? Or yeah, man, we should have snuck you on the trip. We should have just told you to like join architecture and then do the study abroad and then like yeah, and then we all would have been just balling in Europe. <laughs> I wish, but fuck. <laughs> uh, at that time, well, I was earning money. I, I worked at Kuru Kuru. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. Tell me about yeah. it. Tell me about, yes. Yeah, I think I think that was the time I worked at Kuru Kuru. Was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember if that was the time. Was it it might have been was, towards was, the end. Was I working at the... Um, Oh no, that was the beginning of the year. Beginning of that year, I did Kuru Kuru. At the, at the end, I was, because before I went on that trip with you guys, I was working at school because uh, right. my friend got me that job. And uh, I wanted to stay for a little while so I can earn more money before I went on that trip. Because if I went on the trip to meet with you guys at Rome, I would have had to pay like 2000 for the flight, I think. Yeah, Rome was expensive. Yeah, it was flying to Rome, then that connection to Thailand, then flying back would have been pricey as hell. So I was focused. I told you guys I was focused on earning money and I would just go a week ahead to Thailand yeah. and earn some and uh, hang out with some people, meet some friends and travel 
and do my own traveling for a little while. Then I'll yeah. be with you guys afterwards, which is which is fun. But <laughs> yeah, working at that place it was it was chill. Uh, we just basically because um, it's over the summer, and the place where I work for is like reimbursement for like students or teachers or uh, departments. And during the summer, there's not that much people during uh, there. So we didn't have to worry about too much paperwork. So that was like an easy, it was good money for a while. I think I remember you having that job. Yeah, I invited you guys over to my office a few times. Right, yeah, it was chill. Yeah, not much to do. I was surprised everyone was cool with it. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Before that was Kudukuduk, and working there was just... Um, I think working there while going to school wasn't too bad. It was just working till like I did the night shift. So I worked till 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. at night. Then uh, I still got to wake up like 630 in the morning for like a language class sometimes. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's, eh, it's OK. Yeah, I think working while in school is. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, like, yeah, having a full-time job, I think, also while doing school is probably the fastest way to burn out. It, it is, because when I worked that kind of job, I, I felt really draining. And uh, yeah. I, I couldn't... If you're social, you can't really hang out with your friends that much because you have that job. And if you want the money to hang out with your friends, you're going to have to keep working. So it was part time. So sometimes I would work and uh, you guys would make plans and I, I wouldn't be able to attend it because I was at work or I have I'm stuck at work. And then sometimes it would be the opposite where you'd make plans and then we were stuck at like work or school. You guys, everybody would have to plan around it. You would have to make a plan two weeks ahead of time and everyone can get off work or it oh, has to be. Yeah. It has to be like a big plan because no one will get off work just for something small. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. A lot of planning. But while you're working, it's not even just the social aspect. It's also you have to like make time to study. If you have a final coming up to study that. So even if I work till 11 p.m., I still might have to stay awake and study a little bit longer before I go to go to uh, sleep. Or I have to study like during my lunch break just to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, think that makes a lot of things difficult because you also, you also didn't like drive to school too, yeah. Yeah, I didn't drive, so uh, I would take the bus, or my parents would give me a ride to school. Yeah, like we both live on the opposite side of the island at that yeah. point. Yeah, you so the commute to school was also a big portion of the day, and that was draining. And oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think you lived on what, what, what? you lived on the west side. Mm -hmm. I lived on the east side at the time. Yeah, yeah. that sucked. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was towards the end of school that I actually. Yeah, it was lived. towards the end. You kind of got more towards the west. Yeah, I think when I graduated, I moved. I think right. that's when... Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I never had to deal with uh, living from the west side and actually going to school but i did hear oh. it's like it sucks yeah you're lucky yeah <laughs> i think it's like, it's basically the same from the east side oh god it was yeah but you also got rides from uh what's her face 
yeah, I got rides from a lot of people. Uh, I got just got good friends uh, taking me to school and all that. So yeah. it wasn't too bad because uh, I think we had the same class. So they they took me to school, and they were good with it. Even though my phone was shitty sometimes, uh, when they called me, it sometimes sounded like it was underwater or something. It was stupid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm drinking this podcast. I got Trulies. Might and be drinking something harder later. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And I am drinking apple juice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm currently not in the US Phase 2 drink. Uh, but next episode, we'll see. Might be different. <laughs> yeah, so we're slowly integrating drinking into this podcast. So, Frank. Go on. Yes. <laughs> quick cutaway. <laughs> How did you actually end up balancing like everything that was going on while you're in school? Because, I mean... We had school, which was basically full-time for us. We also had jobs, and that was, yeah, full-time. But we also had, like, social lives, and we did drink. Like, how did you balance everything? Or, like, what was going on on your end? Oh, uh, how I balance. I don't <laughs> even think I have a balance towards it yet, actually. Cause it well, I mean, it's like... been a crazy year, Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Right now, there's a reason why I don't have balance because it's been a crazy year. But that that can't be the. Uh, I'll talk to talk about that later. But during <laughs> college, yeah, during college, I don't even think, I think I didn't have a balance towards it, because I I always made time for friends and I always made time for school. But my grades weren't that great either, and I I had to make time for jo- uh, jobs. Or for my work, because uh, my work would fund the the plans we make as friends or in our social groups. Because um, whenever we go out with our friends, we usually go to the bar. We go to, or we actually plan for like house parties, hotel parties, or like yeah, uh, it's like those special events that we would plan for. But when we plan for these, it's it's pricey, it's expensive, and oh my god, yeah. Sometimes you, you get to the point where you want to quit like your job or you want to quit something. You want to cut something off just to make a balance or you felt like it's always over. It's it stresses you out basically. But uh, yeah, but I don't I don't think it's because of that. I it's just you're you're just sick of uh, I don't know. For me it was I I was tired of I think having no time for myself is where I later recognize realize yes. that. Yes, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah, you I should think. always make time for yourself. Because when you don't, you burn out. <laughs> you yeah. burn out really fast, and then like then when you do kind of get out of the burnout, you're still kind of like I don't know. For me, it feels like you're still kind of scarred from it. Like your body just wants that rest but even if you give your body that rest it's like it still wants more yeah it wants like it wants all that time it wants all that time back yeah you you should always make time for yourself your your life's not that long so wait did you end up burning out or you just got like really close i felt like i think i got close to some points but that's it was good that 
uh that i sometimes i uh, take a break on going to class because sometimes the classes don't have or it's not teaching me anything or it's just uh it's just a review class so i didn't want to go to the class and it didn't have attendance so i was able to just like rest or just like meet up with some friends and just uh focus on what i wanted to do at the time and not stress myself out and i think it's because of those moments that i didn't burn out that's so good because <laughs> yeah. i definitely burned out you burned out i burned out yeah no i came in real hot i burned out when did you burn out uh, i think it was about towards undergrad graduation because yeah yeah because i moved here you know yeah it'll be quick talk story so i moved here you know uh started to go to the university and i had a lot of free time i had way more free time than i thought i ever really wanted the thing yeah. is i was in school for architecture and <laughs> biggest thing about that is we needed money for supplies like all the time and but yeah no i had a lot of free time and being in architecture biggest thing to that was you always need to get supplies and I wasn't working at the time, so the best way for me to get supplies was to, like, tell my dad, like, hey, these are the supplies I need for school. Like, you know, when you're in elementary school and they give you, like, a supply list and you give it to your parents and your parents, you know, they see it and they're like, okay, cool, I'll get these supplies for you. But <laughs> when I, like, told my dad the stuff that I needed to get, he would get the stuff, but it wasn't, like, the, the right stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It, like when you're trying to get, maybe you need an eraser, maybe a fancy eraser because you're doing some like drawings, but the kind of eraser that he would get would be like a regular standard eraser. Like he wouldn't know that he needed something else and thought, well, this, this might do. It was kind of like that. No, so no. like he would, he would do, he would get what I needed, but it wasn't really the stuff that I needed. So. Since I had free time, I decided to get a job. <laughs> and the job I ended up getting was uh, down the street from where I lived was... Am I able to say company name? I don't know. In our first episode, we already talked about how many company names. True. Okay, I'll just say it. So down the street from where I lived when I moved here was a GameStop. And I know prior to moving, I was like... Man, I like GameStop. I can go there, I buy stuff, blah, blah, blah. Everyone likes GameStop when they're younger. Because who doesn't like games? I mean, we talk about games. Like, yeah, who doesn't like games? So, I remember I applied. And I think the night that I applied, I had a paper application. I had a paper application, and I filled it out. And I turned it in on the midnight launch party of the new Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. That came out on the DS, I think. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't know who exactly I was going to be talking to. I remember I handed the application to this lady. She looks at it. And then, like, she turns up to me and she's like, all right, cool. What are your favorite games? Straight on the spot. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I like Pokemon. Because who doesn't like Pokemon? I like Halo. 
And I like, what else did I say? I think I named like a classic game, like Sonic. So like an ongoing game, a first person shooter and a classic. And she like, she nods, she's like, all right, cool. And then like, she took the application, she went to the back and I didn't hear back from GameStop for like maybe three weeks until one day I'm coming back from school, riding the bus and I get a phone call going, Hey, can you come in for a interview? I was like, yeah, I can come in for an interview. Definitely. And I got the job. I didn't realize I got the job, but yeah, I got the job. I came in for the interview. I sat down, she asked me questions. And then like the way it ended was she said, come in on Sunday. Cause I want you to read in like read some stuff. And like, it didn't sound like I was hired. She never said I was hired. She was just like, oh, I want you to read over a few things. And then when I showed up on like that Sunday, they're like, oh, we forgot to give you a name tag and whatnot. And I was like, wait, am I hired? She's like, yes. Damn. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. No, like from the time that I did work at GameStop in undergrad, I think what, three or four years, I went from a seasonal hire to a manager position. And I went from working, I went from working maybe five hours a week to like 40 hours a week or a 32 hour minimum all while I was still, you know, doing like full-time school. And yeah, before I got the car, I would have to wake up every morning, catch like the 4.30, like 4.30 AM bus to take me all the way to UH. I would get there like at 5.30 in the morning and then I would stay there till like six in the evening. And from six in the evening, I would have to take the bus all the way back. And then I'd work for maybe an hour. And then on the weekends, I'd work almost full days. Oh, the hell? Yeah. But like by the time I started to burn out was when I was in a manager position and I had to do like those 40 hours. But by this time I had a car, but I was putting in more time at school because, you know, I wanted to graduate. I think I was in the last year of undergrad and dude, <laughs> they really, I have so much I could say about GameStop, but I'll try to keep the story not as long as it should be. Well, they I, really I, burned me out. I just looked it up. They said that you can talk about the company. Because it doesn't seem like the company will come after you. They'll come after the employee, though. If you I'm not an employee anymore. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're not an employee. And hopefully anything you sign does not say that you can talk. So I think. Well, I'm sure talk. if I had an NDA, I'm sure it should have expired at this point. Since yeah. it is wait, late years way later. So, uh, like, yeah, I think yeah. we're fine. Like all the drama that went on at GameStop and like everything, like home, oh, like it contributed to the burnout. But yeah, I think the most burnout I got was that last year before I graduated because I was putting in all those hours at work and all like the hours at school. Because in architecture, sometimes you don't really go home. Like you will spend the night at school just working on a project. Yeah, remember those nights when you were at like what? midnight almost and i 
ended up hanging out with you guys and we we're just drinking. Yeah, you'd be like, hey Frank, wanna hang out? And you're like, Yeah, what time? It's like, are you free right now? Like, yeah, sure. It's like, dude, it's midnight. <laughs> yeah. He's happy to hang out around like nine or eight o'clock. And I'm out school suddenly, or hopefully <laughs> you guys are hoping that I was still at school because Yeah, I'm like hoping that you just finished work. And you could just walk over to the building that we're in. Because usually I finish around like, what, 5, 6 o'clock? Then you guys text me, you want to go <laughs> hang out? You want to get a drink at ballet? Or do you want to go get food? I'm like, I'm down. Let's go. Ended up hanging out with you till like midnight and you can give me a ride home. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then go back to school and just do more work. Yeah, just do the whole thing over again. I hear you guys like sleep at the building too. The studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely did. Like, some of us had makeshift beds. Some of us had, like, bought cots that we'd, like, hide in the corner. I remember, like, the first year in undergrad, the first time I... No, not the first. Like, one of the times I came to school because I had to catch that very early morning bus. I got to school at 5.30 a.m. and the lights were still on, but I didn't see anyone in the room. So I'm, like, slowly walking around the room because I, like... You get that feeling that you're being like looked at or someone's watching you yeah yeah so like i got that feeling so i'm like slowly creeping around the room and then i saw there's like a cluster of people just sleeping underneath the tables <laughs> on like one side of the room and i think that was when snapchat was big i like immediately pulled out my phone i'm like oh this is totally going on my snap like, as soon as I pulled my phone out of my pocket and I'm, like, trying to unlock it, I look up and, like, someone pulled their cover down and they're, like, just looking at me standing there, like, with my phone in my hand. And I, like, make eye contact with them and I just nod and I'm, like, good morning. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, I'm gonna go to my seat. Basically, yeah, you just gotta do what you gotta do. I think yeah. architecture is known for, like, sleepless nights and everything. Yeah, they try to like weed you get like they try to weed us out. We started off with like over a hundred people in undergrad, and by the time graduation came, maybe twenty people, twenty people graduated. Down to twenty people. Yeah, or it's twenty people now. Oh shoot! Maybe even fifteen. I didn't know that. I thought it was way more. No, they they definitely like weed you out. The first year is the roughest year I think we've had. Because the majority of people dropped out in the first semester. A good number of people dropped out in the second. And then the second year, like it kept having the numbers. Yeah. And I think the people that graduated this May or this past May 2021 of the original hundred something, only five of them graduated this past may oh damn yeah that's shit yeah <laughs> so small oh god yeah and they give you like super ambiguous assignments so you kind of got to figure it out on your own but then they'll give you like long assignments and then you'll like spend nights we'll spend days and then like the teacher will tell you you know you don't have to pull all-nighters if you're really good you probably never have to spend a single all-nighter at all. But then these are the same teachers that are giving you assignments that are, like, extremely unclear and, like, not helpful. They're not giving you the feedback you need. So you're always doubting, like, what you're doing. 
Well, I feel like when they said that, like, oh, yeah, you can... It's like sass. Yeah, basically. It's sass, but it's also, if they're telling the truth, it's basically giving up your whole life to just do it, do the work and figuring yeah. it out. That, that's, that's also when you burn out, too, when you just stress <laughs> out all about work. I mean, school. School, yeah. But work definitely contributed to that burnout. Because yeah, then I when I... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, like, I did full weekends when uh, I worked GameStop in yeah. that last year. Like, I opened the closed on Sunday. I think I did almost open the close every Saturday. And then... Since I had a car at that time, I no longer needed the bus. I had to make sure my classes were like at eight in the morning and I'd have to be done by like noon or two. And then I'd have to speed all the way back home and I'd start a shift and I'd do the closing shift. And then I honestly, honestly, I don't think I had time to do any of my homework, but I still like, I still got okay grades. <laughs> I, I don't recall ever doing homework. I just remember being at school and then being at work. And then we also had a social life too. So the only time I had a social life is if I pulled an all-nighter at school and I was like, okay, I need human interaction. <laughs> I need to go get a drink or I need to play a video game. But because of GameStop, I, got, I even got burned out on playing video games. Oh, damn. Because it didn't feel as rewarding anymore. Really? What do you mean by that? It's like, do you ever get that feeling? Or I, I know you probably get this feeling, but like you get a day off from work and it's two days in a row. So that first day is like so nice. You can relax. You can do whatever. And that day ends. And then the next day you have the day off, but it's the day off right before you have to go back to work. So that whole day, you're thinking about having to go back to work. Oh, no, I know that feeling. I, I feel that right now. And I feel that it got <laughs> so bad that right when I start the weekend, let's say, because I work from, uh, what, Monday through Friday, that when Friday's over, I already began thinking about I have to go back to work. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, yes. I, so bad because when it's a it's a Saturday, I'm supposed to enjoy it, but then I get the thought of one more day till Monday, then I gotta go back to work again. But that's also what helped burn out like video games to me because once I sit down, I put in a video game, hours go by. So like that day off doesn't feel like a day off anymore. It just feels like I don't know, is completely glossed over. And then yeah. I go to work, and you know when you work at GameStop. You don't play games and work. It's not like a cashier job. It was such a stressful environment because they don't allow you to just stand at the register and wait for people to come in. They give you like a list of tasks to do and they want you to have them done by the end of the day. They have goals for you to make for every customer that comes in. And it's like crazy because I remember thinking like, man, I could work at like, I don't know, Zippies and I could make just as much and I'd be standing at a register or wiping a table. But then like, I don't know. So it was just, it didn't seem like the pay was as high as it should have been for the amount of work that we had to do 
and then the amount of time just took yeah yeah so that that's always the main thing for each job it's just that if it's worth the pay or not because when i worked in what the, the car dealership company oh yeah you did um i was doing servco yes <laughs> I, I was doing data entry for them and it wasn't actually under them because i was under the recruiting company with tech systems and right. i was not getting paid a lot because i thought if i got out of college i just need experience and i would go into any random job it doesn't matter what they pay as much and uh just do the job but the, the amount of pay actually matters is what i noticed what i learned is that when you when you work for like close to minimum wage for a full-time job that seems like it should be worth more yes uh, for what you're doing uh, the amount of money basically tells how much you're worth and how you think yourself so you're basically I, selling your personal time yeah you're selling yourself basically yeah for, for the job and when you're doing that because uh, i got paid uh, at that position i got paid 11 dollars an hour and it's like it's it's her or what's i uh, what's the word it's um it's unmotivating what's what's the word oh. yeah not unmotivating oh uh, yeah it's, unmotivated oh well, yeah you're <laughs> unmotivated to work when way when when i walk down like uh where i work is like near mcdonald's so when i walk down to the mcdonald's right after work because i always want to eat something because i'm starving it's close to dinner i i get like a mcchicken at mcdonald's and i see their higher sign their higher sign they're offering 15 bucks an hour just for just to work at McDonald's. Ow. That makes me feel like um, I wasn't worth as much because I was getting eleven paid eleven bucks, and some uh, and a McDonald's worker was getting paid fifteen bucks. And that, they get a free meal, don't they? Yeah, and they get free meal. <laughs> they get anything basically. I I mean I'm not saying that the people I work for at the company was bad or anything. They're they're nice people. They're great. They made the welcoming. They made everything great. But it's just the amount of money you earn still affects you by a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah, when it, it doesn't... Oh, that's the word. Uh, you, you don't feel like you're appreciated as much. Because when you get paid that much and you're doing all your work and you're trying to do your best, you it feels like, yeah, they're just like, okay, you're just a slave to the company, basically. But, I mean, it also didn't help that you had a recruiter, like sending you out to jobs too yeah so they took like a percentage of your pay yeah so what i learned <laughs> from recruiters don't do them <laughs> exactly don't do them if you you can basically find a job on your own they they do like recommend you but that's just for contracting work if you want a full-time job find find your own uh it might be good to start off with a recruiter at the beginning but don't stay with them too long just leave them as fast as you can they aren't your friends <laughs> no they're they're there for the money and they just want to get the money too yeah and they're they're just looking out for their company basically because when my recruiter did it uh i i heard from the beginning it was like 11 dollars an hour but they take half of the amount i earn so they technically half well no i i earn 11 dollars but the contract was actually 22 bucks. So they took half of that. They took the other 11 from uh, that contract. 
uh, because I learned that from the recent contract I was. Uh, it was like thirty nine bucks, I think. Thirty eighteen eighteen. Uh thirty six, thirty seven bucks uh for the contract because they just left the contract on the table and I saw it. Wait, so let, let me get this. You're doing a job where you should have technically been getting paid twenty two for. Yes. But you're getting uh, paid eleven yes. and then the McDonald's down the street was paying fifteen. It was like 15 or like 13 bucks. It was way more money than I was getting. I was earning. You were working 11 for a 22 job. Yes, exactly. Dude. I, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was getting ripped off. It sucked. That's why I felt so bad. And I was working there for a year. I had, I was holding on to it because my recruiter always told me that, or he just kept telling me that just to keep working, you'll move up. Just talk to me. Then whenever I talked to her, like I wanted to move up, she's like, "Oh, we can't move you up right now. It's fine. Maybe later." You were her workhorse, man. Basically, I was the back mule. There I was, was you and probably five other people that were working under her, and she was getting a cut of all of your guys's pay. And all she had to do is find you a job. Yeah, that's what they have to do. After that, they just want to make sure you're okay every once in a while in a month. Or sometimes they don't even check if you're okay. I have a friend who has a recruiter. He didn't even check on him. That recruiter didn't check on him. And uh, they just left him alone. They're like, oh, he's fine. He has a job now. At least my recruiter gave me lunch every once a month. But his didn't even check up on him at all and see how he's doing. And didn't give him like uh, that free lunch that their company gives. So I felt bad for that person. So wait, your recruiter was bringing you lunch, like you said, what, once a month? Yeah, once a month. That was with your money, man. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, no. We, I, I talked to one of my friends. They're like, they basically took my money and just bought me lunch with my money. So basically, I just bought my own lunch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then they, you know, they're doing it like it's a favor. Yeah. Yeah. They, they make it feel like, oh, we care. That's why we got you lunch. Don't worry. It's okay. You're good to us. Sometimes, oh. no, I, I'm not saying this is for all the recruiting company. Yeah, it's just yeah, the one I, I had to deal with. Uh, that might not even be the company. It's just the recruiter. It's just bad recruiter. But it's just, it felt like the recruiter I had did not try to move me up at all. Even though I asked her to, they just left me there on that, <laughs> uh, on yeah, at that position. Even though I asked, can I get a raise? Then she, yeah, she tells me, she gives me the bullshit where it's like, you can't get a raise. I'm sorry. We... We uh, would change the contract and you would have to wait. You know, uh, uh, the only time you want to get raised is if you have a yearly contract. So when I told her that, I'm like, I've been working here for a year. So why can't I get a raise? But she just gives more bullshit out. And it, it just annoyed me. I had to quit that job, that company, because I wasn't getting paid enough. Later ah. on, I found out that the company was willing to hire me. But uh, after like a year and a half, I, I was already done with it. I didn't want to work on that site anymore. It also had to do with because I don't care about cars too much. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad you got out of there. And I'm also really glad that you do not have a recruiter on your back anymore. Yeah, full time, but still kind of sucks. Yeah, no, definitely. God. Like, I can't even imagine what it'd be like after finding out what my pay should have been and then continuing the work there. I think that would have, like, 
personally to me, I would be very sour every day I would come into work. No, you you would. But you also want to just keep the job because you can't just quit randomly. Or that's always the mindset because you want the reference. You want to be yeah. able to have something to oh, yeah. put on your resume so you can go on to the next job. So for experience, a recruiter is not bad. But for money, it's not the best. <laughs> I mean, technically, you still can get the experience without a recruiter. It's just a little bit tougher trying to find it. Like finding yeah. a job that would actually uh, put out their hand and willing to train you and bring you to the company. But it's, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just a little bit lower chance because they have the connections. They'll bring you up. They'll talk a big game about you. They, they might even lie about you. I don't know. Yeah. But they'll, they'll say a lot of things about you to just get you through the door because when they get you through the door, they won't care about you afterwards. Or it depends on the recruiter. I mean, that's basically all the work they have to technically do, right? Because then once you start working, they get a fraction of what you get. Yeah, they they do the beginning and the the like the middle part is basically when you complain, they'll start to do a little push to it. But they yo, that's like the that worst way. type of hype person. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's not that great. But yeah, that's oh. that's the path I took when I got out of college. I went towards uh, I just went straight to work. And I was, I went through the recruiter trying to find a job because I, I tried to look for some, I think I did some interviews before. The it's just hard to find stuff, right? Yeah, it's tough when you don't have a reference. That's why I feel like when you're in college, uh, internships or just look for a job, any job and just work through it. And actually that way you have something to put on your resume and you have references then hopefully good, like bosses that can actually back you up and tell how great of a worker you are and not as lazy or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so what would you say was like the worst job that you've had so far? The worst job I had was um, when I was working at with this Korean barbecue place. It was um, and like in, the, in town, it was, I forgot what it's called. But it was terrible because the boss was not treating anybody right. And he also took a fraction of the tips. And uh, at the beginning, I worked as the, the, the flyer guy. You know, the guys who uh, pass out the flyers to everyone. Oh, basically like those uh, sign dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had like the plastic sign over me and I had to give flyer. It was kind of degrading at first, but I, I didn't yeah. care. Because they, were paying, <laughs> they were paying me like $10.50 each time, each hour. So oh, as okay. a high, I worked as a, I think I was in high school at the time when I worked there. So that, that was a good amount of money for me. That's why So I didn't care too much. And I was working under there. And at the time I, I didn't, I already looked like an idiot. So I was basically singing and passing out flyers like an idiot. Oof. So I kind of, I kind of made that fun a little because I didn't give two shits about the, uh, the place where I worked at, but they, they offered me the. I saw I had like Korean barbecue for free, so that was good. Okay. But the All shitty right. part, yeah, the shitty part was the boss and the the chef. They were terrible. They yell at you for doing something wrong, and they always tell it, ask, "Are you stupid?" They always say that. Oh but, no! Yeah, they just hate oh. you every single time. But it was just like simple questions, like, 
uh, if someone asks for a change, uh, the bot and I asked the boss because he has the key to the register, and she's like, he's like, no, no, we don't have. He says it nicely to the customer, but right when the customer leaves, he asks me, Frank, are you stupid? Why you ask me that? Uh, we don't give uh, free money away. We don't give change. They they gotta go somewhere else. It's like stuff like that. And uh, the chef also does the same thing when you scoop the, like, uh, at the time I was scooping the rice in. And he's like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. So he takes out the whole rice and he scoops the same amount where, where I put in. And he says, that's how you do it. And it's the same thing. It's just, then it's like, then he, they, they both call me stupid just because of that. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it got annoying, but I, I stuck with it for the last year of high school, I think, in the first year of college. Or no, I use college as a reason not to work there anymore because I told them that since I'm starting college next year, I'm not, I'm gonna focus on schoolwork and not work. Yes, here. yes, yes. That's the lie. excuse you can give any place. Yeah. <laughs> I was alive, but fuck them. I didn't want to work there. It was just it was terrible. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I would say that was the worst. Because every other job I got afterwards, it was kuru kuru. There was uh, at the reimbursement department, and it was at the computer lab. All of those were easy and fun. Yeah. Working at a sushi place was fun too. I just, sushi was like free sushi all the time, and I could take home some stuff too. That was nice. Yeah. Hey, did I ever tell you that um, I used to be a knives salesman? Oh, did you do the knife thing? What's that knife called? Because I did it too. <laughs> oh, you did? I, I yeah. just joined. I got hired and I quit right after. Oh, yeah. No, I uh, stayed with it for, I think, maybe uh, three months, four months. Really? Damn. I was actually pretty decent at it for the cost of, you know, your dignity. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I sold knives, and I yeah, I actually did pretty decent. Cause uh, what was it? You have a meeting. If someone buys, you get commission, and if they don't buy, you can still get paid for a meeting with someone. Yeah, no, no, I know that. Yeah, I did do that job. Cause yeah. I, I I wrote down uh two of our friends' name and they signed it. And it counted as the meeting, and I got paid for that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a MLM. Oh, no, it is an MLM. Multi-level marketing. Multi-level oh. marketing. Ah, uh, I see. Like pyramid scheme. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted out, because I thought it was a pyramid scheme, and I didn't want to deal with it. Oh, it 100% is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Because, uh... Boy. <laughs> I think I joined because there was a card on my brother's car and I called them because I was looking for a job and I got that job. And right <laughs> when I got it, I had two of my friends sign that I met up with them and I just got paid for that and I left and I quit and sent me after. Wow. Yeah, you were smart. <laughs> that was a smart way to do it. Yeah, I didn't I think, want to do it. Yeah, I saw a flyer and it was like hiring college students and I was like, cool, I just graduated. I'm gonna do that. I remember oh, I went in for the right interview. When you graduated? Like right after I graduated high school, because you oh, know, made that money. Yeah. <laughs> and like you don't know exactly what it is. And it was like an interview. 
I don't remember if it was one-on-one -on -one or if it was a group, but they made you watch this video and they made it sound like you get commission and then you get additional pay, but they made it seem like you can get them both together, not one or the other. Yeah. So then like, yeah, there was that. But I remember the first weekend that I worked for it, they're like, okay, now go ahead and call three friends or whatever and try out this reading this manual out to them. And oh, I remember yeah. I did like I did one of my mom's friends. Or I did like two of my mom's friends that weekend. And they both bought from me. And yeah, <laughs> yeah no, they bought like a few thousand dollars worth oh, of stuff shit. from me. And this was the first weekend working there. And like they pay you every week. So that first paycheck was like huge. Oh, which is man. probably a reason why I didn't leave as quickly as I should have. But like <laughs> that first weekend happened and they made you come to these like st like these stupid office meetings every week that you aren't paid for. Like the only time you're ever paid is if you talk to someone trying to sell knives. They make you come to this office meeting and then they give you out these awards where I'm pretty sure they went to Walmart. They bought colored paper, <laughs> put it in the printer and print it off like these sheets or these little certificates and they hand wrote our names in Sharpie on these like little certificates. Oh my God. And they're like, this award goes to the person who sold this much this week. And then like people clap. And I remember thinking to myself like, this job is ghetto. <laughs> this job is like really ghetto, but I am getting paid. <laughs> Oh, I, I noticed that at the beginning because where I got interviewed, it felt like a storage closet. Oh it was God. so bad. <laughs> yeah, we went up the stairs, a set of stairs. Then I went into the room and the room kind of looks very ghetto. Then I asked the front desk like, oh, is this where such and such is? And they're like, yeah, this is where it, uh, why are you here for? I'm like, I have an interview. Then when he's like, oh, you have to come in. Then when we came in, it was like picnic tables or uh, it's like the white tables you get. Yeah. Yeah, we had those on it. And they, they started talking and explaining like we already got the job already and uh, showing us the video and everything. Yeah. Did they make you pay for the knife kit? No, no, they actually gave us the knife kit. Okay, yeah, no, they did the same with me. Like, I heard other horror stories where, like, they make people pay $100 for their knife kit, and then it's theirs to use. And I remember hearing that and going, I didn't pay for my knife kit. And after I left, I kept everything. Oh, you kept <laughs> like, it? I didn't return anything. I just kept it. I, I gave it all back. I don't think I even took it yet. Because I think they were supposed to give it to us the next day, but I didn't take it. Oh. I just uh, told him, this is what I did, but I think I'm going to quit. Yeah, like, I think it was an interesting job. I would never do it again, because that is such a, such a hit. I, like, I a think... hit to your dignity, because it's like you're selling yourself to people. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, if, if, if you're good at it, or if that, that's what you like to do, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Because... If you want to be a door-to-door -door salesman, that that's it. That's how you do it. You're supposed to go to each store, talk to them. And even if you don't sell, you do get that pay, which was like, I think it was $200 for me for two people, oh. which was yeah. not bad. 
And if you want to be a door-to-door salesman, yeah. But additionally, side note from me, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I think commission jobs are cool. I get it. I understand the hustle. But there is something about people that work in commission that bother me. Because they rely on people so much to buy from them that they will push in the most uncomfortable ways. Like, I don't like car salesmen. I don't like going to car dealerships and talking to car salesmen because I know there's always a catch whenever you talk to one of them. Yeah. But I understand it. I get the hustle. I totally get it. But if you do that, if you're a door-to-door salesman, fuck you. (laughs) We could probably cut that out, but still. Like, goddamn. But if yes, if you like it, if you like that job, then yeah, it's you. It's you do you. Yeah, I I did see a video that someone was, you he was talking about his uh point of view as a door to door salesman or that he did the job before, mm-hmm. he was selling meat, I think fish meat or uh, beef meat or whatever they had to sell a certain amount, but the way he was selling was actually not bad because he would go door to door and ask them, oh, I'm selling this, this, and this. Uh, or I I I, t- I talk to your neighbors and I'm starting to sell this this and this. Would you like to buy any? Then that's all he said. Because if the person said no, he'll just leave and he goes on to the next one. He doesn't push. I yeah. think that's the good part. Where if you're a door to door salesman and not push to, because you, you're not focused on the sales. Oh yeah. Or you're not like uh <laughs> like a pushy salesman. Then yeah, that's good. You can do that to everybody. That's fine. You just gotta understand what everyone. Just don't go into the, like their personal space and bother them that much. Oh my god! Just yes. It's just yes. That that's when we can say fuck you. Stop doing that. You <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It's not all of you guys. It's just most of you guys. It, it is your livelihood, but stop fucking harassing us for it. But yeah, yeah. I, did that. I can't believe we yeah. both did that. I mean, you did more. I I just got in and got out as soon as I mean, possible. I was surprised how well I was doing with it, but I don't know. It just felt like it was uh It felt degrading. It for honestly me, felt degrading. Yeah, for me, it, it just didn't felt stable enough. That too. You, yeah. If, yeah, because if you run out of people to sell it to, you're you're out of money. The only thing you could do is probably. I I think the point is that you have past customers and their knives break or something and yeah they would buy, uh, buy more that's what i was think it's yeah. just word of mouth and i i don't think i was good at social skills at the time and i did not want to do that <laughs> they rely on you to like talk to your parents friends they, they rely on you to talk to everybody you know so you know that what the hiring thing, requirements that, were though i i forgot what was it just being able to speak pretty good english really yeah i remember in the interview there was an italian girl that was there i think they told her to leave because she yeah holy shit yeah right and i didn't yeah, think about it until like maybe the week after because i was like wasn't there an italian girl that was working here yeah they they sent her off Hell. yeah uh, so basically i can speak mandarin they'll kick me out well, I mean, as long as you can speak, like, English, like, uh-huh. and it's pretty fluent English, you're fine. Yeah. 
you're hired. But if uh, you have like a accent or a heavy accent, you're like in the yellow. <laughs> yellow. You're not like quite red where they send you out like they don't want you. But it's more like you're not their preferred target employee. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because they need people to talk to other people. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was, like, the minority <laughs> in my group. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it, this was in Washington. Oh, damn. Yeah, there's, like, six people that worked there, and everyone was um white. And I was the only, what, person of color. But <laughs> I was also doing decently well. That's good. Until I got really sick of them, because they're, like, they'd always make you go to meetings. One time they had you me like go up to Seattle for a meeting. None of it you get paid for. Oh my God. And then they always called whenever I was at school. I'm like, Ugh. it was it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, I put uh, that reminds me. I put my friend's name down. They called my friend, and my friend answered like, "I oh, sorry, I'm in operation. I'll call you back." They acted like a doctor. It's like, I'm in a serious operation. I'll call you back and hang up. They never called them ever again. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, I can't believe called them. He answered like that. He's like, yeah, I don't know who the frick these guys are. I'm not going to talk to them. They said they know you, Frank. What is this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, put your name down so I can get free money. <laughs> and he's like, okay, as long as you're getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> And hopefully with this knowledge, we'll never work in any other multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, no, I don't think. I almost got into an insurance scheme. Bruh. <laughs> because they're like, oh, you want to work for us? I'm like, and at that time, I, I, I quit the Servco job. And I was looking for another job because I didn't want to be under my recruiter anymore. So the, one of the insurance companies reached out to me and I went to their interview. And our interview, it felt like they were trying to sell the insurance to me. At the same time, trying to interview me. So it's kind of suck, and I was suspicious. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I'm good, I'm done. I, I don't want to work here. It sucked. That's like the worst. <laughs> yeah, they were always trying to sell something to you. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do this. This isn't a job for me, bye. It was like the ghetto alley of Ward, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you're you're in a pretty decent job now. Never got to worry about that again. Yeah, for now. Maybe I'll for change. We'll see. Be a car salesman. Yeah, no. <laughs> not be no car salesman. Ah, <sighs> even pertain to your career, it's not going to help you as much. It's got to make sure your interview skills is good, and you have some sort of reference that'll back you up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not that great. Uh, what about you? What about the, the side where you just keep studying? Honestly? <laughs> I think if, if it's possible to not work while you study, that is the best situation. Because when you work and you're studying school, you're dividing so much of your time up. And I mean, I applaud those that can handle being able to do everything at once. But man, I don't think you understand 
how nice it is if you don't work and you study because then you can dedicate all the time you can to one specific thing and i've worked internships that were more in my like profession and everything was good but like when it come when it came down to it i would like stop at some point and say hey i'd really like to focus more on my education i appreciate the experience and then i'd like move on like i interview pretty well and when anyone asks what happens between dates here and here like i tell them like oh this was the period of time when i was in grad school well this was a period of time when i was studying abroad in copenhagen i just tell them exactly what happens i tell them what my priority was yeah that kind of answer the question <laughs> uh yeah i think you were talking more on your your side that's why so that's fine you you answered the question because uh yeah it, i'm guessing it's a lot tougher because you you have to have a, like a job or internship to actually yeah. go into one of those big companies and it's tough because you you gotta like set a lot of your time is what you're saying right yeah it's yeah, just like you want to focus on one specific thing and when you're working it's kind of hard to do that sometimes yeah you just always have something to coming up there's not much you can do about it yeah yeah that's why you get loans and you gotta pay them off some more <laughs> ah. i got i got lucky with financial aid that i don't have to deal with that <laughs> yeah i know about your situation <laughs> But I'm not in master in a master's program or a PhD program, so because uh, at that point I knew I that would be too expensive, so I chose not to do that. And I don't think I have like the mental attention for that, or like the the uh, attention span for all that learning again. Yeah, I I see what you mean. Yeah, it's not as fun. Yeah, like if I could rethink the choice of staying in school or working immediately after getting a bachelor's, actually, I'd I'd still do grad school. <laughs> What's well, because I think grad school has a lot of like downsides, but it's at the end of it, it's always going to be uh, positive towards. Yeah, you. but it's also like those long-term goals you gave yourself, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to be able to do this someday. If I do this, I can get there eventually. If I do this, I can get there knowing I'll be in a good spot. Kind of situation. Yeah, you and the way you're going, you're like, I can get there. It's like you want to do this at the end, but you're like, I can get there this this way way faster. It's just it's just a lot tougher to get yeah. to the spot to your goal. Yeah, it's like one of those puzzle games or a maze game where you can see where the end is and then where the start is. And then you're kind of navigating like, okay, I can take this route and it'll get me to the end. I can take this route. It might take a little longer, but I can kind of get towards the end. It really so, I mean, just yeah. depends on you. Yes, it really depends on the person. Yeah, because you can do everything. You just got to focus on what you want to do. 
Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the first step is just to be motivated to do it. It's tough, but that's tough. Yeah, I mean, mentally, if there's something you want to do, I think you should always try to put your best foot forward. Know what I mean? I think it's... Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that if you want to do something and you're ever you're scared to do it, you might as well try it once. Yes. Just do it with step forward once. Put your foot in it once. See how it goes. Because you, even though you're scared of it, you don't know what's actually going to happen. And yeah. And when you step, you try it once. It might turn out good. It might turn out what you think it'll turn out. But at least now you know. And you can, th you can think uh, or based off of that situation or that result, you can decide what you want to do with it. Yes, I agree. Because I think that that goes for college too. It's like and drugs. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, I, go on, go on. <laughs> no, no, I thought about drugs, but I I just didn't bring that up. <laughs> well, I'm good not, thing Richie's here to bring it up to the audience. And we're not telling you to take <laughs> drugs, but you do you. I don't care. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes. But yes, it's like it's like our our position too, where I decided to go to work and he decided to study more. I I still got the option of um, going back to school if I ever would love to, uh, probably not. And he has the option of just going to, straight to work with the experience he has, and he just gets the master. Yeah, it's just you you always have the options to do something and try it out. That's what. Uh, that's why for school it would be called the gap year. You take a gap year and try go to work and try see how that feels for you. If that feels better than college, and uh, I have the, and it's the same thing. I'm repeating it basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what we're talking about this podcast, this episode. Yeah. I hope that didn't get too uh too dark in some places. I feel like we just this is more this was a more serious uh, episode. Yeah. Okay. So even though this may be a more serious episode than uh, our last episode, but I think we're gonna try end it here. So thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Thank you to everyone that did join us this week. Uh, we appreciate having you. Next week will be a uh, lighter topic, I think. We'll try to bring a, li a lighter topic to our uh, episode. Yeah, this week was more of like, a, we're kind of looking back on school life and work life. How that and, kind of led to where we are right now. Yeah, Sitting at yeah. home, each of us, talking on our mics. We do appreciate if you uh, stayed tuned in, listening to us this week. Uh, not every episode will be like this, of course. We'll try not to make each <laughs> all the episodes like this. But, as always, thank you again. And thanks for tuning in to Let's Drunk Talk. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.